Hi, and welcome to the Think Better with MS podcast. I'm your host, Tom Latona. Back in 2020, during the global pandemic, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I didn't know what MS was, and I still don't. (laughs) But years later, I'm working hard at trying to figure that out. And I'm also working to help other people figure that out as well. This podcast is an exploration into life through the lens of somebody living with multiple sclerosis. I share my journey, the ups and the downs, the struggles and the successes that I've had in hopes that other people can glean something from that. I've also had a particular interest in the way the mind works. How we think about life usually reflects how we live our lives. So I thought, if I have to live with an incurable disease, maybe one thing I can cure is the way I approach it mentally. So I share my story in the hopes that if we could all start to think better, we can all start to live better. Have you guys heard about this new game that's uh, going viral? It's all the rage. Everyone's talking about this. Uh, and it's really interesting. It's an interesting concept to me. Uh, because basically, it, w- when you're playing the game, and, and you're playing it right now, as a matter of fact, and, and that's sort of the kicker, you start the game before you even know you're playing the game. And then by the time you realize you're playing the game, you're, you're so deep into it that you just have to see this thing to its conclusion. It's pretty wild. Um, and, and everyone starts at a different place, and the destination is ultimately the same, except it will happen at different times and different places for different people. It's crazy. It's this really bizarre game that we're all playing. It's, it's called The Game of Life. So what is this game of life that we're all playing? Um, I remember as a kid, there was, <laughs> there was a board game called Life, and you would drive around in these little plastic cars. They were like pink and blue. And uh, you would get married and have kids and shove them all in the back of a plastic station wagon. And uh, I, I don't know, really know what the object of the game was, to be honest with you, but it had this little spinner thing that you would uh, spin and the little needle would go and whatever it landed on was the amount of moves you made or whatever the case might be, who knows. Um, (laughs) I remember the version I had, the board game I had, that spinner never, ever stayed on its bearings. Like you would, you would rip that thing, you'd spin it and it would go flying off like a little helicopter propeller. Uh, which I think was not the intention, but damn, that's a suitable metaphor for life, right? <laughs> like you think you're just you're playing by the rules. You're just trying to get to some some end point so you could you know brag to your friends that you won, and the very thing you need to make the moves to advance in this game uh, just goes haywire. It goes flying off the rails, and and then you get into a fist fight with your friends about it. I can't think of a more apt metaphor than that. (laughs) I don't think that's what Parker Brothers had in mind when they designed the game, but uh, that's what happened. Maybe it was Milton Bradley. I don't know. Get him in a room, have him figure it out. Anyway, the game of life that we play is not that dissimilar from that (laughs) little story I just told 
um, especially when you're dealing with living with a chronic illness. Um, in case you didn't notice, the chronic illness is the little spinny thing that flies off the handle. That's, that's the thing that interrupts your game of life. Uh, you're trying to move forward, and then something just radically bizarre happens, and then you now have to try to gather yourself in your little plastic automobile with your little plastic people inside of it, and then figure out what the hell is the objective of this game anyways. Like, what is the game of life? How do you play it? And how do you win it? Can you win it? Well, maybe. I don't know. It's possible. I look around and I see people that look like they're winning the game of life. I'm not so sure they are, but they certainly look like it. In an era of well-manicured social media accounts... Anyone could look like they're living the high life. But I think we all know this. You don't see the other side of it. You're just seeing what they want you to see. And it's projection of an image. And it may or may not be true. I don't know. No judgment there. But I think we all know that. And then we have other people in our lives. Or maybe we're just aware of other people. Who, uh, who actually are winning at life. But the interesting thing is when you talk to them, you don't get the sense that they think they're winning at life. And that can go one of two ways. You know, one would be somebody who just maybe pessimistically can't see the the flowers that they're sitting in, you know? They they can't see the sunlight. And that's I don't that's not exactly what I'm referring to. I'm referring to the other aspect, which is in my experience, the people who are really winning, who are really taking it the bull by the horns in life, there's a humility that comes along with it, where they are aware of their accomplishments and their strengths, but they're always striving for more, to be better, to develop, to, to just push the needle that much more, to really spin that little thing. Those are the people I tend to gravitate towards, even if I don't know them personally. Um, those are the ones I believe are winning at the game of life because they're living it. You know, they, they have a, uh, a hungry fulfillment. I like to think of it that way, where they're satisfied with what they've done. They're satisfied with the results that they got from the work that they did. But they're also never really satiated. And it's not greed. It's not the wanting of more to have more. It's a wanting to do more, to be more. You know, it, it's, a, it's a mindset thing that I often talk about is you could surround yourself with your little plastic people and your little plastic cars, and if that makes you happy awesome. Do it. But I think we've all hit a point at some point in our lives where it's the people, the places, and the things around us that maybe used to satisfy certain needs and desires just simply don't anymore. And there doesn't have to be a dramatic explanation for it. 
I don't think we have to justify why we've outgrown certain things. Um, just the opposite. I think we should celebrate that growth with the acknowledgement that, yeah, I, I, I used to be okay with this. This, whatever that is, is all I needed. I was happy, and uh, or I felt fulfilled. I thought I was happy, whatever the case might be. And then you grow a little bit, and you realize that maybe that just doesn't strike your match anymore. You know, maybe you need something else. Um, what that other thing is, that's going to be a deeply personal thing for each person. But on the whole, I think the, the message is pretty clear. That, you know, it's okay to grow. It's okay to expand. It's okay to outlast certain things you thought would last forever. It's okay to want a different scenery outside of your window. It's okay to want a different window altogether. You can change how you look at the world. Um, there's no law against that. It's certainly within your purview of control to do that. And maybe that's how you win at this game of life. Maybe you wake up every day and just say, hey, okay, let me take stock of things here. Let me, let me make a little inventory. What do I have? What resources are available to me? What would I like to do with these resources that I have? Where would I like to go with these? Well, who would I like to help along the way if I can? And you take stock of that, you know? Maybe not everything you want to do and everywhere you want to go is readily available at your fingertips. Let's be realistic. But you can initiate a plan that will get you going that way, right? I mean, you can't follow a plan if you don't have the plan in the first place. So, you know, wake up every morning with, with that sort of attitude, that agenda of like, okay, today, grateful to have it. What can I do today that's going to help further this plan? Where do I want to go? What do I want to be doing? Who do I want to be helping along the way? And then start executing that plan. And the plan might change. Circumstances might, might be different. The winds might blow a certain direction that won't enable you to achieve that. That's fine. The mission stays the same. The plans might change. No problem there. But when you're clear on where you want to go, who you want to be, what you want to be doing, and whom you want to be doing that with, um, you will find that the destination of that, to getting to that point, is really not the game of life. The game of life is moving your little plastic pieces along the way, figuring out the strategies that'll get you to where you want to go. And if you have to detour, that's cool. You know, just make sure those little plastic people inside your little plastic car are people that you want to take detours with. You don't want the, you don't want the whiny people in the back saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yeah, right. This long stretch of highway is our destination. You idiot, stop it. You know, you don't want to be around those people necessarily or those places or those things. So I think if there was a way to win at life, if there is, it would be that. It'd be having the strategy and the mindset and the focus to say, this is my objective. This is what I'm going for. 
while also having the flexibility to understand the environment you're in, and maybe that's not nurturing that growth, no problem. Acknowledgement and awareness of that is half the battle. Should you have to change your environment to help your mission, then, you know, side quest, right? Figure that out. But keep moving. Keep going at it. Even if by keep moving means not doing anything, that's still moving. Sometimes sitting still is the better strategy than running around frantically just trying everything just to try it. You know, I I wish in one way, just like in one small way, that there was somebody who figured this whole thing out and they have some sort of secret code, like a cheat code. You know, someone that we could look to to say, hey, well, that person definitely won at life. Let's, you know, read his diary and figure out how he did it. But we don't have that. Humans don't have that. I don't think. Um, we're not perfect. No one is perfect. And no one has the perfect answer for every question. But when we work communally together and put these thoughts in a healthy environment of sharing and problem solving, we can help one another based on our own life, uh, life experiences to create more solutions to more issues that we might have. I think that's the key. It's community and togetherness. It's working with other people for a common cause that everybody ends up benefiting from rather than one person winning and the rest just trailing behind. I don't know. Maybe I took an altruistic pill today, but (laughs) that's just how I've been feeling lately is really appreciating the sense of community that I have experienced specifically uh, through the MS community, uh, which I've been really active in uh, the past few years or so. Um, Man, It's just been really rewarding to not only be a part of that community, but also to be active within it. And I think maybe why it's been on my mind so much lately is that I have been active within the MS community, and there's a lot of really um, exciting things coming up for me um, in the near, near future that I am almost prepared to talk about on the podcast. I just have to make sure I have some, some I's crossed and some T's dotted, but, um, yeah, it's, it's actually really cool and it's really exciting and it's energizing and invigorating and it's rewarding for me, but it's also helpful to other people. Um, so it's not just a me thing, but it's an us thing. And that's why I'm so excited about it. I believe deep in my soul, that working together and having community is the recipe for winning this game of life. Whatever that win looks like, I think it's that. And so I've dedicated uh, myself to working towards that mission. Uh, It feels like the right thing to do, and it turns out that it 
kind of is, which is nice. <laughs> it's nice to have something feel nice. Uh, yeah, it's really nice. Um, so the next couple episodes that will be coming out um, are a little bit of a mix match of some older material I recorded, some things I kind of snippet together and re-recorded, and then talking about... I'm going to try to keep it short, but you know me. I'll be talking at length about a number of different avenues of community um, that I'm participating in and how that can help and benefit other people as well. Um, so pretty exciting stuff. And one thing that I've been focused on recently is living with a chronic illness and living in a world that, let's, let's be honest, isn't exactly designed for people with chronic illnesses. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to put that right out there. Uh, we live in a society where if you just simply fall in line with the way everyone else does whatever they want you to do, you're, you're pretty good. Um, but if you were so blessed as to have a chronic illness where you just can't do what you used to be able to do, there's not a lot of infrastructure and support built for those kinds of people, myself included. I, 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 that's a realization that's become all too apparent to me lately. And I don't want to sit here and bash and point fingers because that's not my style, but it, it needs to be addressed. And, you know, it pisses me off enough that I think I'm just going to use my bully pulpit to do that um, and just call out certain things in society that could be improved upon to help people uh, like myself to navigate the murky waters of living in a world uh, that doesn't really support us. Now, it should be noted, too, that this game of life I was discussing earlier, I look around, and I, you know, I talked about the people that sort of present an image that they're winning at it, but we don't think they really are. And then there's the people who probably are, but are aware that there's more to do. Um, again, no one's won this thing yet, but all of those people are still in the same race, if you will. They're playing that same game of life. And when you live with a chronic illness, it's like running that same race, except you have like 300 pound backpack on and, and your foot is caught in a bear trap. And people keep shooting darts at you. <laughs> and the, the road is made of lava all of a sudden. And you're just trying your best with all of these things. And the people that might just simply want to cheer you on will do that. Until you can't run that race anymore. And then they're mad because you're not running as fast as Usain Bolt. But they don't want to pay attention to the bear trap and the 300 pounds and the darts and the lava or anything else. And, th and that's kind of a, a really bizarre metaphor I, <laughs> I just came up with uh, to sort of illustrate this, is that no nobody's got this race under control. I didn't have it before I got sick, 
But now that I'm sick, I have a lot more obstacles I have to jump through just to run the same race as everyone else. And it feels at times like I am treated like maybe I'm just not trying hard enough. Which is bullshit. Pardon my French, but it is. And I think if you're listening to this and you have MS or you have an autoimmune disease or you're chronically ill, you're probably nodding your head like, hell yeah, dude. Because you get it, right? You've had to face that. And instead of it being something where someone will step in and alleviate one of the, you know, let me take 10 pounds off your backpack for you. They cast judgment on you, which just adds 5 more pounds or 10 more pounds. It's just always more obstacles. And it seems unfair at times to have to take on such a burden that you didn't ask for and then continue to have societal hmm, shame. I'll use that word, hoisted on you even more. It's overwhelming. It's not a great thing, to be honest with you. But I don't let it get to me uh, as much as maybe I had in the past. Maybe, maybe I do actually let it get to me, and I just let it all store up inside of me, and then I explode on a random babbling podcast episode. I don't know. Um, and you know what? Honestly, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Um, because I could vent, you know, I, I could, I could go off the rails on it, but that's not what I want to do. But I, I do want to use the opportunity to raise the level of awareness to this through the podcast so that other people who are in similar situations as I can maybe point this in the direction of the, those in their lives that are like, you know, throwing the extra weight on them and say, here, listen, listen to this guy use strained metaphors to try to illustrate a point, you know? And that's not a clever way to get you to like, like and share and subscribe, but you should do that anyways, because why not? Um, but it is the, the point that part of my mission, my agenda here is to raise the awareness for MS for people with MS, for people whose lives have been fundamentally altered because they had performed the cardinal sin of simply getting sick with something that wasn't their fault. On paper, that sounds like, hey, uh, that sounds like a bad hand you got dealt. Let me help you out. And most people would say, yeah, I, I want to help. But when you get into the trenches with it, you may find that the people that you rely on for help don't really give you the help. Now, let's be fair. Maybe they're just terrible people. That's possible, but probably not. Probably what's more likely is they aren't educated enough on the disease to know how to help. Which puts a little pressure on the person with MS because not only do they have to, you know, jump through the lava road with a bear trap on their leg, but they also have to stop and explain it to people who may or may not be really willing to listen to it anyways, which, you know, slows down their race of life. And then they get screamed at and scolded that they're not running fast enough. <sighs> and it's an endless cycle of suffering. It's just the hamster wheel of life. <sighs> My Dharma friends would know it as samsara. 
It is. It's cyclical. And it, there's no way to get off this crazy treadmill that goes round and round and round and round until you realize that there is a way. There, 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 there are ways. There are ways to get off of this little routine. Um, they're not easy. They're simple, but they're not easy. And I think with more community, more voices, and more people talking openly about it and sharing their experiences, I think the word will sort of spread and it'll build a movement of compassionate caring. And I think that's what the world needs. Not just for people with MS, but all of the world right now could use a little bit more care and compassion. So let's start there. If you have MS or you know somebody who has MS and your lives have been impacted in some way, shape, or form by this disease, I would like to invite you to join me on this adventure. I'm putting together a ragtag, adventure-style group of people who are willing to roll up their sleeves and start working towards a common cause. I'm looking for people to help contribute in the ways that they can contribute the best to help us bring some attention to this invisibleness that we all feel at times and to expose it and to, to bring it to the light so we could show the world that I might have MS I might not be able to do all the things I used to be able to do as good as I used to be able to do them. But that does not mean I'm done. Life, like that little propeller thing for me, just rattled off into the air. But I have every single intention of putting that back in its little place and spinning it again and seeing what it gives me. That is the game of life. Who wants to play with me?